0: Top 5 Dead or Alive, Rocko's Modern Life, Doug, Hey Arnold, Rugrats, and Ah, Real Monsters. (laughs) Can we talk about violence in hip hop slash rap music? Let's get into it. (laughs) Greetings Earthlings, welcome to another episode of Can We Talk About, with me, your host, Marcus the Multi-Tapper, aka Serial Killer Hide Murder Material in the Serial Box on Top of Your Stereo. (laughs) Today's topic, violence in hip-hop slash rap music. The inspiration for this topic came from a debate I heard between royster 59 and Lupe Fiasco on their podcast, which, as I've told you, I'm a fan of. Not just that, but the subject kept coming up, like, around me. Like, I heard it in that podcast, and then I think on this date a year ago, like, Facebook reminded me Pop Smoke passed away, and I talked about it, like, in length on there. Then it came up somewhere else. I can't remember where, though, at the moment. Oh, the, um, the FX series, the new FX series, um... Um, what's it called? What's it called? Hip Hop Uncovered. That's what it's called. (laughs) Sorry about that. But Hip Hop Uncovered. Taleb Kweli and Royce also talked about it. They did a special episode of Taleb Kweli's podcast, which is one of my favorites, The People's Party. They did a special episode where they talked about what's happening so far in the show. And the show was basically rooted in how hip hop was born from the streets and how there are these the show was really about like there's the what was it like five i think it's five yes yeah, it's five is trick trick who's from detroit um big o or big u i can't remember his name i'm sorry if i'm messing up the names but he's from cali and then there's bimmy who was a part of a uh, kenneth Supreme griffith's um supreme team Kenneth Supreme Griffiths, Kenneth Supreme Griffiths. Why cannot say that? <laughs> <Griffith>. <laughs> but yeah, he was a part of his uh, of of the Supreme team. There's Waka Flocka's mama. I forgot her name. I think it's Deb. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But and there's Haitian Jack. So yeah, it's five. But the story. I mean, the 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 show is basically structured around like. These uh, prominent street figures having a a solidified place in hip hop and a respected place in hip hop and how hip hop always ties into the streets and like how these big artists that have been that are a part of this culture are somehow tied to these individuals or tied to these individuals in a way. This subject kept coming up and presenting itself to me and Lupe Fiasco made an excellent point he made a couple excellent points when him and Royce the 5-9 was talking about it because it was around the time when they had that podcast it was around the time like a lot of people were getting shot like I think King Von had just gotten shot and killed and Boosie got shot and then think it was one of the dudes from Griselda got shot and all of this happened in Houston which was weird <laughs> like I, I remember pointing it out I'm like what's going on in Houston but like like somebody else got yeah like people was getting robbed and shot and it was like it was a lot going on but actually i take that back I think only like three of those things happened in Houston but like anyway but it was a lot going on and Royce had he wanted to take a minute to you know send his condolences and his thoughts and prayers with people who are affected by all of these tragedies and he felt like a lot of it was just you know senseless violence and him and lupe talked about it and lupe i wouldn't say play devil's advocate but he's just torn because i get where he's coming from and i got where royce was coming from and they're both right this is the reason why like i started this podcast because it's a it's about having those conversations about these topics where there's no wrong answer per se. Like a lot of times you'll hear me say that there's no wrong answer, there's no or there's no wrong way to do this or there's no one answer or one way or there's a lot of different opinions and facts. That's one reason why I wanted to do this podcast and talk about these things with y'all cuz normally I do talk about these things on Facebook, but really and I'm not trying to disrespect anybody or diss anybody, but really People don't read. (laughs) I mean, people read, but like, sometimes it looks like so much. But if you say it, it doesn't sound like that much. For a while, I didn't... I stopped saying a lot of stuff on Facebook. And I stopped putting my opinions out there. Not because I'm like, nobody's paying attention to me. Or not because, you know, I feel like nobody's reading it. But because I feel like sometimes Facebook isn't the proper platform to express these opinions and by that i mean a lot of people are on facebook for entertainment i understand that and i get that i am too (laughs) there's a lot of funny people on facebook and there's a lot to be entertained by but you just feel like all right well like nobody's listening like that's just where nobody's reading or nobody's getting the point or a lot of times you get people that just want to argue that just want to argue. I've been accused of it. I don't agree with it. Uh, (laughs) Of course I don't agree with it. My, My own bias, but I'm just saying like I've been accused of being like argumentative or wanting to argue. And it's not that it's just that I do like to have healthy debates. And I do believe that the two aren't related. Like you can have healthy debates without arguing and you can have healthy conversation with um disagreeing you can have healthy conversation and disagree with each other and it still doesn't mean you're arguing like that's where a lot of people like get lost in comprehension like just because i had said something that was the opposite of what you said doesn't mean i'm here to argue <laughs> i'm just here to have a conversation so again that goes into what i was saying I think I said in another in another podcast, and I meant to mention again in the friends podcast, but me rambling, running my big mouth, <laughs> and not remembering everything I'm supposed to say. That's why I got to get better with my notes. But making friends at this age feels a lot like networking because it feels a lot like trying to please, trying to please someone when it doesn't have to be. Like a lot of times, you know, a lot of people, you go to a, you go to your friend's page. And you'll see, like, their whole comment section is, like, in support, in full support of what their, of what your friend said and their status. Like, nobody's disagreeing, nobody's coming up with, nobody's stating other facts, nobody's stating contrary opinions, or nobody's, st- nobody's saying anything other than what's already said. And a lot of times, that enables, I feel like that enables people to just keep, like, spewing their opinions out regardless of how crazy it sounds and i've seen certain friends i've seen them get checked before and and it doesn't turn into a like a big thing like it's not them they don't feel so entitled or their head is not so big to where they can be like man i guess i was wrong so i appreciate those kind of people and those kind of friends because they can again be checked because a lot of people aren't like that i, I have I, again i have friends i go to their pages and they may post something or say something and everybody in the comment section is leaning toward that same direction and then when one person comes in and says the opposite it's like mob mentality and that you see that a lot on the internet it's called getting dragged quote-unquote apparently <laughs> but like it turns into like mob mentality like oh everybody pile up on this one person and sometimes that person's opinion is just that person's opinion it's not intended to incite anything it's not them trolling it's not any of that so that's how i feel about you know conversation like just making friends at this age it seems like more and keeping friends at this age with certain people so again that's why you have to be very careful about that word and how you define it because you might not even be somebody's friend And all it takes was for you to say one wrong thing that you don't even think is wrong, but just might be your opinion. And they'll cut you off. I had somebody cut me off in the last, I think it was like two years ago, three years ago. I can't remember, but I didn't know it until like, I think she had her baby and I was uh, checking on her. I was like, yeah, I know you were pregnant last time I talked to her. I was checking to see if you had the baby. And I was like, I realized you deleted me. <laughs> or you're, you I'm not your friend. I was like, I realized I'm not your friend. And she was like, oh yeah, I deleted you like a while ago. And I was like, why? And she didn't even remember. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy to me. Like she didn't even remember. She just knew it was something I said. She couldn't tell me exactly what it was I said. In that moment, like I wasn't hurt or I wasn't frustrated or I wasn't disappointed or any of those things. I just thought how like how silly it was that like she cut me off that quickly and we were supposed to be friends, quote unquote. She cut me off that quickly based on something I said that she doesn't even remember now. Which means to me it was that minimal. It was that sim it was that simple and it was something so small that it was big enough for you to cut me off for it, but you can't it's not big enough for you to remember. And stuff like that, man, like we go through things with our friends and it's okay. It doesn't have to lead to us canceling each other or me or you cutting each other off. Like a lot of things are simple. And I've told this to my friend who's probably listening to this right now. Hi, Anissa. (laughs) But I've told this to my friend Tolbert. That's what I call her don't go looking for her. (laughs) But I've I've said this to her, like if you have like a really strong friendship, man, a relationship with somebody and something happens, like if it's a money issue, I'm like, man, please don't fall out over money. I get it. I get it. This person owe you $10 or this person acted a certain way for this certain amount of money. And I'm not talking about her situation specifically, but kind of am because she's the example I'm using. But and by the way, when I talk about people on the show, they know about it prior. <laughs> so don't ever think that I'm just putting people's stuff on blast. Like if I need to cut it out, I will I'll always let these people know that I'm talking about them in the show or in this episode or whatever. But, yeah, there's so many little things that we have, man, and that, that get in the way of our relationships. And I, I understand. But a lot of times it's not worth it. Like, I I know people who I've given money to and still haven't paid me back. And I don't really look to be paid back because I'm the kind of person that when I give away money, I give it away because I have it. That means I can afford to give it away without needing it back. People take advantage of that, but it's not my place to, like, go out of my way to investigate why they didn't give it back. Like, again, I've seen people I've given money to. And then literally three weeks later, they on vacation, living it up and just like having fun. And I'm like, how, how are you on vacation? You still owe me $200. <laughs> this is really happened to me, by the way. But I'm saying money to me is not, is not a real reason to fall out, man. Like we, we got to get over these small things, but I may go into that again in the later at a later date on a later episode, but. Today's topic, can we talk about violence in hip-hop and rap music? So, I agree with Lupe Fiasco in that episode, and what basically Lupe Fiasco was saying was he was torn. So, just to give a little context, of Five 59 feels like these things that were happening didn't have to be. He feels like just because you're in hip-hop, that shouldn't put a target on you. I agree with that, because a lot of times that's what it seems to be. But Lupe's question was, is it really is it really hip hop related or is it some street related stuff that you dragged into hip hop? So I'm gonna try to talk about both because I think both are very important and I'm gonna try to do it without rambling or going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I didn't really put too much um, put too many notes on this because this is fresh in my mind, so I can basically freestyle it i mean i freestyle it anyway but i don't have any like bullet points i don't have my five points so i'm gonna try to touch on both and i'm gonna try to give my opinion and i'm gonna try to you know elaborate i mean i can't elaborate on anybody else's point but i'm gonna try to explain what both of them meant or what i think both of them meant and then i'm gonna sprinkle my opinions throughout it so what royce the five nine was basically saying is Being in hip hop shouldn't shouldn't place a target on you. And I agree with that. I agree with it in the sense that just because you see me on TV or you hear me in these rap songs, like you should be able to separate the art from the artist. And he mentioned that while he was talking about what he was talking about. Like he said, we see these gangster movies and we don't feel like we need to go up and and test Martin Scorsese. Or Ske- Scorsese? How do you say that man's name? <laughs> I've heard Scorsese, so I'm gonna say Scorsese. We feel like we don't need to go up and test him, even though he's made all of these gangster movies. Or you feel like you don't need to run up on Robert De Niro and see if he really about that life. It, it's allowed in movies, and it's allowed in it's allowed in all these different areas. But when it comes to hip hop, we feel like like that's that's the one we're gonna attack. And it's like um, like Jay Prince was saying in his book that I had just finished listening to recently and he's not the only one to say it but people look at hip hop and they see they they hear what hip hop artists are talking about and instead of hearing it and feeling like they should do something about it like improve the conditions of which these guys these men and women are talking about they instead want to silence it or they instead want to censor it and I I do believe that no art no artist should be censored however you know controversial it may be i mean again aside from the obvious man like i don't i feel like i don't need to keep pointing this stuff out but i do at the same time because somebody will come in and say well what if somebody want to string the dead bodies of children together and paint them on a wall or string them together and hang them from a wall like obviously that is just morbid and ridiculous <laughs> and but like again somebody will try to make that point but i'm just saying like no artist. No musical artist should be censored in a way. If they're telling a story, if they, if that artist is saying that they're telling a story or if they're painting a picture of their environment or what's going on around them, they shouldn't be censored. That was like the gist of what Jay Prince was saying, but it was like Five Nine kind of elaborated on that. And I've heard even Talib Kweli say one of the lines that stuck out to me about him because I, I'm guilty of this. His, his line is... I know for certain just because you know all about the artist don't mean you know the person. He's told, he's he's spoken out about how people can't believe that like he smoke weed and hang out with the people he hang out with and do the things he do. But, you know, people try to put you in a box and they try to tie you to these things. So anyway, back to what, again, what Five 59 was saying is like people should be able to separate the person from the artist. And you should be able to just hear it as hip hop music. You should be able to just hear it as the art without feeling like you need to run up and test this person. What Lupe was saying was those artists also should be. And this is this is a, a bit of my sprinkling. Those artists should also have social responsibility when it comes to their art and they should know what to and what not to drag into hip hop. Like he agreed with Royce the Five and he agreed with what he was saying, like nobody. But he didn't think these situations that were happening were that he felt like these situations that these things that that are happening, like with King Von were like street related things. And it's like if you're going to make your art and you're going to you're going to merge the two worlds, you're going to get some pushback from that. So those are basically they're both basic on the surface points even though they both went into depth about it in that episode i can't remember exactly what episode it was let me pull it up yeah they talked about it in the menagerie episode which premiered on november 19th 2020 so the lupe and roy show so i think tony baker was on that episode yeah i think that was the episode but yeah they talked about it in that episode and that if you want to go into further detail or hear more about the conversation that was being had you can listen there or you can just stay here and listen to me and my point because I'm more famous than them. <laughs> but um so yeah, Lupe was saying that he was torn and I agreed with him because to bring all of this back, to bring it all like reel it all back in, as I mentioned, like hip hop started in the black communities and it started as almost a peace treaty. Like it just it was just a fun thing to do to bring communities together and have a good time. At some point, what was mentioned in that the hip-hop show, the Hip-Hop Uncovered show that I talked about, at some point, like, it became about spreading or sending a message, and that started with the message from the Furious Five, and everybody knows Melly Mel's classic verse, Broken Glass, everywhere. One of the guests on the show called it, you know, everything after that that sounded like that or had to have a message like that, he called it Message Raps. Like, uh, okay, everybody has to have... Like, now everybody want to talk about what's going on in the community. Because if you look at early rap, you can look at it and you can accuse it of being, like, tone deaf. A lot of it wasn't about what was going on in the neighborhoods. Like, yeah, you could say they looked like, you know, they they looked a part of, like, people you see in the neighborhoods with the the gold chains and all the jewelry and all the flashy stuff. Like, yeah, you could see that in every neighborhood, especially from the people who were in the streets and doing illegal activities, but there was always a, a separation. Like there was always, you know, nobody looked at run DMC and thought, you know, these guys are probably huge dope dealers. They probably weren't getting followed by the feds or maybe they were cause they definitely hung out with some, <laughs> they definitely hung out with some kingpins probably. So even, um, I think in the show, Bimmy, who I had mentioned ran with, Kenneth supreme Griffiths street team who if anybody knows anything about Kenneth supreme you know who he is but bimmy being under him actually managed run dmc and ll cool j it's a really good show so far so check it out but i don't want to get too into the show but i want to state that like there was always a separation at some point like even there were street dudes who consider rappers like corny because they could tell they were just like playing a part, and at the same time they weren't actually representing like the streets and what was going on in communities, and you know they were just dressing up, kind of like kind of like that. So, but at some point when like the likes of Ice T came in and Schooly D and reality raps quote-unquote as they mentioned as they called it in um straight out of compton i don't know if that's what they called it in real life i was that was kind of before my time <laughs> but reality raps where or, or message raps or whatever it, what whatever you want to call it came into the game and that changed so much for the game for good and for bad and this is the point that i was making on the Pop Smoke post that, you know, was brought to my attention again this morning, like on this day, you know, Facebook says that I said these things. So I thought it was very interesting that I said these things and that these that everything kind of came back like full circle. So what happened to the industry once those reality raps and once all of that came into the picture and it became more about being real and being genuine and quote unquote quotes on all of this stuff, man, because it's not to say that Run DMC wasn't keeping it real or Run DMC wasn't real. I don't really care for that term because just because as a black person, just because you come from the hood doesn't mean you have to boast that or doesn't mean you you have to wear that everywhere you go and everything you do has to look like you know, it has to be an extension of the hood and you got to keep it hood and you got to keep it real and don't ever leave the ghetto and all of these different things because we see how that can turn out. We see we've seen that story play out and it's like, that's not the goal. The goal isn't to make it and stay in that place. <laughs> anyway, reality raps had a profound effect on the industry for good or for bad, for better or for worse, however you want to see it. It's up to you. It's on your it's, it's all based on your opinion. Like, some people feel like, you know, gangster rap is the best thing that ever happened to the hip hop game. Some people feel like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, if you hear, if you listen to um, Commons, I Still Love Her, <laughs> you might feel, you might get a sense of how he felt about it. And that was the reason why the West Side Connection, Ice Cube, Mac 10, and Dub C, like, attacked him because they feel like, man, like, how come hip hop? which is who he was referring to in that song and i still love her It's a song about hip-hop but like like how come hip-hop was all good when it was on the east coast but once it came out west she got all you know effed up as mac 10 said i would say cussed up because that sounds a lot sexier <laughs> but um yeah so it was like how come you know it was all good on the east but once it came out west it's all messed up now like those reality raps man and they they specifically i'm not gonna say the west coast was the only ones doing it because it was everywhere it was in the south the south was more their their stories were just as prominent and just as um as genuine and these stories deserve to be told and they deserve to be heard it it became it only became a problem when Again, the balance was thrown off. And that's all you started to hear was like, bang, bang, shoot em up. I want to kill somebody. I want to kill everybody type of music on a regular. Like that was when it was like, all right, this is not fun anymore. And then when we started to see like what the media would say and what and how some people believe it, like like the older generations maybe would believe it to be like just because we're telling these stories, we're causing more violence. And that's the issue with with those with um, what Royce and Lupe was saying is like hip hop isn't causing, and and they're not the only ones to say it. Like every a lot of rappers have said this, hip hop isn't causing violence, or is it? Is what kind of what Lupe was saying, like or is it like is it? Are we like are we sure about that? Because it's like you have a lot of rap artists who came from the streets. And they intentionally, as even recently, like every artist, especially in the rap industry, is all about one upping the last artist and vowing to keep it more real than the last artist. Like even when like 50 Cent came in, he was vowing to be more street than Ja Rule. Because I've always said like 50 Cent just had really good timing because he came at a time where people were getting tired of Ja Rule. Ja Rule was singing a lot. He was all over the radio, and he became annoying. So 50 Cent came at a good time. He's like, yo, I'm going to shut this dude up. I got this dirt on him. I'm going to keep talking about him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But remember when it was, like, cool to get shot before you came into the game? <laughs> like, remember, like, it's always, like, a one-up. Like, it's always, like, it went from just being, it went from, hey, I'm telling these stories that's going on in the hood to, I'm actually from the hood and I'm not telling the stories. I am the story. And it went from that to why y'all telling the stories about what y'all used to do. I'm currently doing it and I'm actually on parole right now. And it went from that to why you on parole. I'm actually serving time because of what, you know, et cetera. Like it just got the stakes got higher and higher and it got bigger and bigger. And I think that's what started to put that target on a lot of um, hip-hop artists. Like, well, Royce, like to Royce's point, like, I think that's what started to put that target on them. So you couldn't even... The storytellers who just wanted to tell a story couldn't even tell a story anymore because you were getting judged just for doing that. And you were getting judged by your peers in the game or you were getting judged by the streets. So if I decided to come out and I had a, you know, me just as a storyteller and I had... This banging song and it sounds really good, but on the surface it just sounds like another gangster rap song. It's like people wanted to test you and people wanted to express their opinion about you. People wanted to be like, "Oh, the multi-tap ring from the streets." And I've been in the streets. I, you know, I was raised in the streets, like Bane. <laughs> I was born in the darkness and bred by it. <laughs> That was a terrible impression, by the way. I just haven't seen that movie in a long time, even though Tiffany watches it every day. Hi, Tiffany. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I could, you can no longer just tell a story. You had to, you had to live that life. You had to be about it. So, again, it all became about everybody just one in the last person to a point where, like, you had artists, you know, walking around strapped, ready to pull their gun or bust their gun at any minute, And of course, even if you're not that kind of person, you're going to do those things because you want to be that kind of person or because you want that respect. It wasn't necessarily the music. It's not necessarily the music itself that was causing a spike in crime or anything like that. Like it wasn't like artists were getting on wax and was saying, hey, go tear something up. But at the same time, they were like N.W.A. may cuss the police. They made it for a reason, though. Like that—that's cause and effect. Police brutality caused them. You know that was the the effect of that. Like police brutality, especially in Compton and where they're from over there. Like, it was really it's really bad. But it's really bad in a lot of communities, and that's why the song was so big. And even then, even with our white allies who listen to hip hop, a lot of them have a have a have a bad relationship with police officers. Not just because of what. They put us through, but because of what they've been through themselves, because they might be from areas that's not the suburbs and they feel like the police over police or the police do entirely too much. But I don't want to get into that. But I'm saying it's not like rap artists were getting on wax and telling other black men to shoot each other. But at the same time, rap artists were getting on wax and telling black men what they did and what they used to do or what they might do in a situation. So that's my point. That's why I feel like I'm torn to like Lupe because I do feel like even though even though hip hop artists haven't been directly saying or telling um people, the general population to commit violent acts, I feel like because that line started to get blended when the reality raps came in, I feel like because that line started to get blended, a lot of people didn't know how to differentiate the art or separate the art from the artist and that meant that that means a lot of different things and until we can take some accountability really that's what it comes down to until we can take some accountability and say hey man you know what i'm responsible for some of this but i'm not responsible for all of it but i am responsible for some of this because all it did to me in my opinion in one way all it did was fan the flames whether it wants to be acknowledged or not. It did fan the flames, because even though early hip hop might may have been tone deaf and very happy and about spreading love and dancing and having fun and being flashy, even though it was even though it was like that, it was it was like that. Like <laughs> like and by that I mean like it was like that. Like it didn't have to. It didn't have to show that side of where of where it originated from or where it came from or where it was going after the party was over. Like it didn't have to show that side because those weren't the roots of it. The roots of it, again, was just to bring communities together. So what's wrong with that? I'll say like you you've seen a lot of um, different types of rap, which uh, Talib Kweli also called like happy rap. Like you seen you saw a lot of happy rap die off in that generation just because it became more about being gangster. And like that was the thing. Like the heavy D's was seen as corny or the Will Smiths and all of that. Just because you weren't talking about some gangster stuff. Like what's wrong with that? That's like even now, and I'm glad that we we're in a generation and a time now where hip hop can be appreciated differently. Without that stuff, because like even now, like like the reason why Black Panther was so popular is because people were like, why do we always have to be seen as thugs and gangsters and pimps and holes and all of this? Like, why do we always have to be seen with these negative stereotypes and plot lines and the stories and all of that? So I'm glad that we're like, again, getting back to we're getting to a generation where happy rap can exist. You can make a song just talking about partying and having fun or just dancing and twerking and just having fun. And it doesn't have to be tied to I'm going to kill you or I'm going to kill somebody or somebody tried to shoot me or I used to sell something or et cetera, et cetera. I get that. I also get telling those stories. I also get your art being a reflection of you. I also get you... I I get you getting a record deal and saying my goal is to tell my story and represent where I'm from because I want to bring I want to shine a light on where I'm from too like it's not all just like Compton it's not just all like uh, Brooklyn it's not all just like or what Brooklyn used to be it's gentrified now (laughs) I I can't remember there's nothing funny about gentrification but (laughs) it's not you know whatever New York hood you want to name it's not all about Houston, Texas is not all about, you know, any or Atlanta, Georgia, like somebody from Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is probably a racist white rapper. (laughs) But somebody from Fort Wayne, Indiana might want to tell you, yo, look at my neighborhood, too. Or somebody from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think Willie the Kid from Grand Rapids. But yeah, somebody from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Might want to say, yo, my hood is messed up too. Like, look at where we came from. And it's a different culture. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is, I will say, there is something wrong with you being in the streets and being of the streets. And coming into the rap game and pulling that street into the music with you. Because it does put a, it it does both of those things that Royce and Lupe was talking about. It does put a target on your back. And it seems on the surface, it seems like because it's just it seems like it's because of hip hop, which it might be like you might be successful now that breeds jealousy and envy and a lot of different things. So even though you have a street beef that may have died out, you decide you're a rapper now, you're a successful rapper, you're becoming successful. And and that rival gang might have heard like you telling a story about something you did to one of their homeboys. They gonna feel like they gotta come see you, and you, that's because you merged those lines and you pulled those worlds into each other, which they didn't have to be. Like uh, to a point, Rakim was saying on the Breakfast Club, like they had asked him, like how come he didn't, like how come his music was the way it was, and he didn't talk about the streets or things like that. And he was like, you know, he was he was like that wasn't his lifestyle. That wasn't for him. He wasn't out to glorify what. His friends were doing or what what people he knew was doing for good reason, because it does blur those lines and you do make yourself a target. I feel like you can respectfully tell a story like Lupe can with kick push. But Lupe is also a street dude, which a lot of people don't know about him and a lot of people might think is untrue like he's just a nerd but like this is one of those issues in the black community where when you get prejudged because you look a certain way or because you act a certain way people think that you also aren't from the streets and that you also won't knock somebody out based on them talking recklessly or that you won't pull your gun when you need to but Lupe is also from the streets and he's able in like kick push he's able to tell a story based on somebody he knows or somebody he run with, or like he said, he tells a lot of stories based on somebody he knows or people he ran with without people feeling like they need to run up on Lupe and test him. So that's that social responsibility and just being careful and just, like, common sense. So I get what he was saying when he said he felt like he was torn because he was really saying, like, it's messed up that these artists that there are art there are people out here who are getting tested based on who they are. But at the same time, those people are pulling street life into music and they, they should probably stop. You shouldn't complain about that artist getting robbed in that area when that artist came into that area with a million dollars worth of jewelry on them and a bunch of it's like, why did you do that? The, and the two things don't have to be the same. It's like, did they run up? Did they really run up on you because you're a member of this super successful group? Or did they run up on you because they're from the streets and they see that you got a lot of jewelry on? Which one is it? It can be either. It can be both. It can be one. It can be the other. I'm not saying that artists shouldn't buy jewelry and go places. I'm not saying anything other than what I'm saying. There's no lines to read between. I'm just saying I understand how Lupe Fiasco felt torn, and I feel the same way. And I also understand how Royce felt like it's BS that a lot of guys are entering into the hip-hop industry and they're intentionally being targeted just because they are famous. Like, that does happen. It does happen that just because you're you're famous and somebody see you out, that they feel like they just want to run up on you or they can run up on you just because they may feel like you may not actually have a gun or they may feel some kind of way. That's not okay. So I agree with Royce on that fact, but at the same time, it's like, we got to be more careful about how we're presenting ourselves and how we're telling these stories. And exactly what stories are we telling because a lot of times it doesn't sound like stories to a lot of people you listen to a lot of music go back and listen to a lot of music this is what lupe was saying he was going back and listening to uh mob deep and he was like man this is violent and i feel the same way about some i love gangster music I, I i love it just as much as anybody else loves it i i grew up on it you know a lot of those west coast artists spice one the whole bay You know, not just Tupac, but, you know, one of my favorite songs by Spice One is Born to Die from the um, Tales from the Hood soundtrack. That was where I first heard it, and that was where I was first exposed to it. If you want to know what song I'm talking about, it's the song that's playing when Hakeem from Moesha, I forgot his real name. I know he's uh, dead now, so rest in peace to him. But Hakeem from Moesha was in the sensory deprivation thing. Like, that's one of my favorite songs by Spice One. It's called Born to Die. But it's so gangster. <laughs> like, it's so gangster. Like, it, it It really goes there. But if you listen to the song, like, if you really listen to the song, it's kind of, it's, it's a very interesting tale. And it's very interesting what he's saying because he's literally talking about his guns Talking to him and telling him what he needs to do and how to how to kill certain people is it, it, very fascinating. It, it very it fits Tales from the Hood very well, which I'll do. I'm going to do a whole episode about because I love that movie and it is very important to me. But, yeah, I love gangster music just as much as anybody else. So at the same time, like it's kind of like like Tupac's death. Tupac's death is like the perfect circumstance to talk about this. Because a lot of people think he died on some hip-hop stuff and a lot of people think he died on some street stuff. And it's really the street thing, man. It, it didn't have anything to do with hip-hop or music or him being too big or the government or the Illuminati wanting to take him out. It was none of that. It was Tupac Shakur was out in Las Vegas. He got into some street beef that he ain't have no business getting into. And the streets live by a different code. The streets ain't gonna let that ride. That was what it was. Should they had let it go? That's not for me to answer, man. Should they I mean that's that's the streets, that's just how it is, and that was what that was what Lupe was saying. It's like just because you're a superstar, that does that mean I can't rob you? Does that mean I can't shoot you? Like, that's the code that they live by and that you know that. Like Tupac was very well very well aware of that. But Tupac also Was a young black man with a lot of energy and was probably feeling untouchable that night or that day. Or he probably didn't think what he did was going to come back on him the way it came back on him. And that's the issue. Like, we need to think about that again. We need to think about how we're telling these stories and how we're carrying ourselves out in these communities. There's a lot more to talk about with this subject. And there's a lot more to get into As usual, I just I kind of stay on the surface because I don't want to bore you out with my voice. (laughs) But, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a very important subject and I don't think there's any wrong right or wrong answer. And I hope nobody gets offended or upset about the things I've said or the things I'm saying. I'm not trying to cause any controversy. I'm just trying to say that I am also torn to I'm a big fan of social responsibility and I do believe that gangster raps and reality raps and all of these different type of raps being in the hip hop industry has not so much made the community become more violent, but it has made it a target on hip hop artists and it has made a target on these black communities and sometimes we do with the music and the art that we're putting out there. Sometimes we do fan the flames depending on the content. That's all I wanted to talk about today. That's all I wanted to touch on. Y'all know how I feel about hip hop. If you've been listening all the way up until this point, you know how I feel about hip hop. And I could talk about hip hop all day, I could talk about this topic all day. Again, I rambled a lot. So if I got away from some points, just try to stick with me. You know, I think I got out. Got off a lot of what I wanted to say about it and just say that, you know, it was mainly that I agree with Lupe on being torn on the subject, but also Royce the 5'9 is also right. Like, you should be able to make music and entertain people and do all of these and be an artist without being a target. And you should be able to do all of these things and also without the media telling you You're responsible for another dead body in the community. This is Marcus, the multi-tapper, signing out. Have a good one. Spread love. I'll see y'all later. Peace.